Good God, y'all. All right. What a great way to start a podcast. Just yeah. going like, good God, y'all. Welcome to One Shot at a Time. This is a D&D podcast where a forever DM, that's me, Daniel Locke, is joined by his player. Oh my God, is this actually how we're starting it? Fine, whatever. Ha! Podcasting, what is it good <laughs> for? Absolutely some stuff. All right, clearly we just came back from Thanksgiving break, and I have no idea how we're starting it, but yeah, welcome back to One Shot at a Time. Let me do that classic thing where I ask you if you said the name of the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Actually, you <laughs> okay, said it great. this time. Hey, nice. Good job, Daniel. Well, no, I just said the word podcasting. Oh, but you did say, huh. Right. And that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today's uh, episode brought to you by, huh. <laughs> The concept of grunting. Ah, uh, yes, yes. But thank you all for joining us back after Thanksgiving break. We are a D&D podcast where we take a random prompt and turn it into a one-shot adventure. Although at this point, I might as well just say a prompt that we come up with because sure. y'all ain't contributing. Well, I think Josh sent us a couple the other day. Not oh. through the official channels, though. So oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should be like really aggressive and tell him to actually send us an email. Yes, please email us at oneshotatatimecast at gmail.com. Put a <laughs> friendship on the line. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just keep grunting at you until you <gasps> do. Ha! Bah! Anyways. Great grunts. Great grunts, great grunts. A wartime classic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, we just finished camping back from Thanksgiving. We had a great meal. I don't really want to talk about my personal life, maybe. We can. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about mine either. It's just because, <laughs> like, for me, it wasn't that sad. But it is kind of sad going on a podcast and being like, yeah, for Thanksgiving, I had fucking Kraft mac and cheese with hot dogs. That actually sounds really good, honestly. Yeah. I, but it's funny, I've gotten to the point where, like, I'll be like, oh man, I'm really craving this, and mm. then I'll eat something really bad. And before, it was just kind of like, cool, time to move on. And now it's like, god, my body feels like shit. Yeah, age is finally catching up to us. Well, I don't know if it's age or if it's just because, like, I know what it's like to not eat, like, a super shitty diet now. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably a combination of both, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, eating healthy has changed your body forever, so it no longer has the metabolism to adapt to Mac Craft's, uh additives or something into those kind of things sure 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 yeah for for that classic orange flavor yeah yeah the orange well orange crab mac and cheese tastes very different from like yeah because it's actually it's absolutely not cheese that's why (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think cheese comes in powder form in uh most places i mean you know there's powdered milk there could be powdered cheese Ah, that's fair that's fair see expand your worldview son damn it you're right okay (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh i guess since you shared a little bit i'll share a little bit uh during my thanksgiving um my girlfriend and my parents Girlfriend's parents and my parents. That's how you say that, right? Yeah. Two parents um, collided. My parents-in-law's laws. Yeah. But they're not in law yet because the, the ring hasn't been popped on yet. And okay. we haven't gone to Mount Doom to forge it. Sure, 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 okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that was my Thanksgiving. We had a lot of good food. Um, Yeah, a lot of ham. It was very good ham. Okay, yeah. you guys went ham? Yeah, we went ham, for sure. You guys and, went ham for your Thanksgiving? Yeah. And then as with all good Asian families for Thanksgiving, we don't do turkey ourselves. We end up making a crawfish boil for it, like a Cajun crawfish boil, as which actually turned out pretty good. Yeah. As delivered, okay. Very tasty. But because only half of our family did something, the other half did bring a turkey. So I was like, oh, turkey, which I've never had good turkey before. Uh, so you did ham and turkey? We did ham, turkey, and a Cajun broil. Holy shit. How much yeah. of it is left over? There's so much left oh, over. Great. Okay. Yeah, we've been eating it for a ah, while. Okay, well, I'm, I'm remembering now how it struck me as, it did not struck me as odd at the time that you were just eating two giant slices of ham for breakfast <laughs> when I walked in. But now, yeah, now thinking back, it's like, yeah, people don't usually just have ham on hand Yeah. to now, that amount. 
Yeah, not usually, but it's tasty. It's unless, great for sandwiches. Unless you're ham-fisted. Oh. I don't know what that term means, but it's a funny joke. Yeah. Is what, it, though? Is it? Wait, what's the wait? What does ham-fisted mean? I think it's when you're, like, grabbing a bunch of stuff. Oh, it's not like when you put, like, a it ham might, on your it fist. It might be, like, a sex thing with a pig. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. I feel bad for the pig on uh, Thanksgiving. That's heavy. Okay. Or maybe it's, like, a BDSM <laughs> thing where you call them a pig and then... Oh, and then you fist them. Yeah, and then you... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then you smother it in honey. Okay. No, because like okay, honey no, this, ham. Yeah, go on. Go on. Are we going to keep going on with like the fisting ham metaphor here? I think we should stop. I think we, <laughs> we played this joke out a little bit too long. Uh, okay. But yeah, um, for this week, uh, after Thanksgiving, I think a fun little way to rewind back to the usual one-shot dynamic is to take a prompt called uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, because Daniel's been playing it, and as always, ah. we like to fl- do prompts on what Daniel's playing recently. Okay, cool. Yeah, so welcome back to what's what, what's Daniel playing recently? Yeah. New podcast set? Section? Se- uh, I think they're called segments? Bits? Segments, yeah. Segments. Yeah, new podcasting segment. Right, what's Daniel playing recently? Mm-hmm. Alright, so Warhammer Dark Tide just went into early access beta on the 17th of November. Is it like a true beta or is it like permanent beta? It is a true beta in the sense that there are a lot of bugs and the oh. performance is absolute trash. Oh, geez. But they've been working through it, like a lot of the issues. Oh, so cool. um, they've made like a pretty astounding amount of progress. Though, I mean, it could just be kind of like a bias in how it was so, so bad. Mm-hmm. The first time I played that after a few hotfixes, it's like, I can get 60 FPS now. Wow, amazing. Hooray. It's um, better than Pokemon and all their bugs. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. I kind of want to talk about Do what it. happened there. Do it. Share your knowledge. Do you know? Wait. So have you actually like seen a lot of Pokemon, the new Scarlet Violet? Violet I've seen a Violet? lot of memes and bugs on TikTok where like people are gigantified. Pokemon just disappear. Oh, wait. Tell Children me more get about shot the by drill. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know, there's this one bug that keeps showing up on TikTok where one of the uh, NPCs or your own character will bug out and they'll get, mm. like, really long Mr. Fantastic stretching oh. <laughs> arms and they'll get okay. on their bike. And this is not doing running. it for me anymore. Okay. Not doing it for me not anymore. Not that kind of gigantification, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, performance issues. No, but, um, okay, so Darktide. Uh, I guess I'll explain what the game is. So, it's set in the, the Warhammer 40k universe. Mm-hmm. So you have the kind of classic big guns and purging heretics. Oh, jeez. Is that what that's about? killing in the name of the emperor. All the armor and stuff. That well, yeah, wearing. but the thing about this game is you're not playing as the classic sort of like space, space marines, marines that everybody knows. You're uh-huh. playing as... Uh, so there's like... You're on an imperial ship, except I don't think it's an imperial ship. It's like a ship. prison ship, right? Well, For- you were on a prison ship. There's like a prison break ah, because yes. there's like some agents of chaos mm. who get on to like rescue somebody for those of you who do know warhammer 40k lore you can add us at one shot at a time on twitter to tell us how we're wrong which right. also apparently twitter is failing so maybe we'll be on hive soon oh I don't know. that's true what's gonna happen to our twitter did yeah. you pay the eight dollars so no. we can be official no i did not oh. i don't pay anything to advertise this okay podcast, so, please. <laughs> right, yeah, right. <laughs> so please if you can use your word of mouth to spread the uh warhammer love definitely do so use your word of mouth please yes man that's gonna be crazy i mean just a tangent for a second like yeah it's funny because for me elon musk's sort of like weird takeover of twitter mm-hmm. was always so like removed because i was like i don't even have a twitter i don't yeah. give a shit it's all just a bunch of like crazy people who want to yell weird opinions and then be affirmed <laughs> by other people yes with the same opinion even though there's only like three of them total mm-hmm. 
But that's kind of funny to be like, yeah, what's going to happen if Twitter actually just goes to shit? And then we have to like find a new social media platform for our podcast. Yeah, it's it's I mean, for us, because we're so new and we have like six followers on our Twitter. One of the primary oh, ones. Oh, six? Yeah. Pop off. Yeah. One of them being Richard. Thank you, Richard. for Let's following go. Us. He I... made a Twitter to follow our Twitter. OK, that's huge. Yeah, that's it huge. was so nice. Of him. OK, other listeners. Take notes. Yeah. This is how you be this is how you be a true MVP of this podcast. Yeah. Most valuable podcast listener. <laughs> yeah, this whole rant is actually us promoting our Twitter as Twitter's failing. <laughs> yeah. Cause if okay. it's to rise back from the ashes of its grave, then we'll be on top with the most popular Twitter, right? That's the whole plan. Oh, true, true, true. And then we'll just be left in the sea of people who are named Elon Musk with the verified check <laughs> just posting absolutely absurd surrealist memes. Oh my god, that is the funniest shit ever and I love it. I okay, this is actually kind of giving me some inspiration. So we have okay, let me finish explaining Dark Yes, Tide. go nuts. But we have some cool concepts here. Okay, so Dark Tide, it's not about space marines. Uh you are on and I I can't resist kind of like going into the lore a bit. So you're on a ship Don't resist, let it take you. And it's like a rogue trader who mm-hmm. I believe are kind of like um they do a lot of sort of like mercenary work, I guess, for the Imperium, who is like, you know, the Emperor of Space Marines, etc. But, you know, they're also like their own independent traders, but yeah. they kind of they work closely with a lot of the factions because this is like a like a huge sort of it's like a ship that houses like thousands and thousands of people. Uh, OK, so this is kind of like an individual merchant guild slash like mega corporation that's not really upholden to any particular like country or allegiance yeah you know yeah well i guess like planet in this case or whatever yeah like galaxy but yeah so um space yeah yeah so you're on loves that (laughs) oh wait oh man this is right up your alley richard let me tell you let me tell you about this ship so it's like this (laughs) ship and you know how there's there's like like on earth we have like boats and they're like in the water right but in in warhammer there's like so it's basically like giant (laughs) boats but they're in space like they're made for space Space <laughs> instead of the water, you know what I mean? And I'm doing a lot of visual comedy here. Yeah, his arms are going up and yeah, down because, in a circular motion. Because I kind of am making like a big circle with my arms for space, and then I'm kind of like, I'm kind of caressing a baby for water. Oh my god. And none of, none of this is being transmitted. Why are we putting the baby in the water? So like, Daniel is kind of laughing, but none of you are probably. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, yeah, uh, okay, so so on board this this merchant ship, there's what's called an Inquisitor, who is kind of like the CIA or FBI of the Imperium, where oh, wow. it's like, they're like super powerful, basically like politically immune entities, so they can kind of do whatever they want. Oh, they okay. can like directly take command of any platoon, mm-hmm. like they have that authority. Like um, Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except instead of with money, they do it with like real uh, authority and qualifications. Oh, okay, cool. Instead cool, of cool. just like stealing people's ideas and then getting rich off of it ten mm-hmm. years later, and also like blood diamond money, I think. Yeah, and having parents that are really rich that run a from lot of money from blood diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. So, anyways, also some cool, very Warhammer seeming concepts. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. So, so there's an Inquisitor on the ship, and you are sort of uh, there to investigate like this hive planet mm-hmm. um which is like i think it's like supposed to be a very critical sort of resource uh source of resources okay a resource source okay um it's so, a resource planet yeah so you're there but there's like kind of agents of chaos mm-hmm. there yes. um and you have to be resourceful to deal with those agents of chaos yes it's a okay. game all about being it's about sources it's run on the source engine okay <laughs> <laughs> it uses a lot of cpu resources <laughs> when you play it um, actually, it doesn't. It doesn't utilize multiple cores properly, and that's probably why the performance is so shit. But anyways, there's a lot of tangents going on here. <laughs> so 
So I don't even remember where I was. Yeah, okay. So so you're you're on this ship and and uh-huh. I didn't even I haven't even gotten to the point where I explain why you're not playing as Space Marines. Yeah. So you're not Space Marines, you are like not so there's like Space Marines who are like the guys in the big armor. Yes. And then below them there's like the Royal Guard. Okay. Uh who are just like who are basically like Marines from Starship Troopers. That's wild cuz you think Royal Guard sounds more fancy than Space Marines. Yeah. It does. It yeah. does. It really yeah, does. It really does. Um, but yeah. So, okay. um, but you're you're just you're just like uh. Well, no, because Royal Guard kind of sounds like those like those dudes who like stand outside Wimbledon, not Wimbledon, Buckingham. <laughs> yeah, Buckingham Palace yeah. with the big hats. Wimbledon and is they, a tennis thing. <laughs> They're outside Wimbledon making yeah. sure it's safe. You know the guys that stand outside Wimbledon with those tennis rackets <laughs> and they're there to play tennis <laughs> and they just cock it when you like walk too close. Oh like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love to okay. see. But yeah, so they're like lower tier soldiers, very like yeah. alien fodder. Exactly, exactly. You just kind of have like really standard sort of like sci-fi soldier looking armor. Mm-hmm. But you are not them. You oh. are like prisoners. Oh. So you so play you-, you play as like prisoners from that ship mm-hmm. who are kind of like conscripted to serve the Imperium because um. uh, there's like some crazy shit going on and they, you know, they don't have enough resources. Yeah, so they conscript people like prisoners of war or prisoners and you're fighting for us. Which... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Prisoners of war except like in a good way or maybe not a good way. I don't think there is a prisoner of war that can be good. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, so basically you're kind of like busted out of prison and they're like, okay, you saved me. So I'll put you to work and then prove yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so it's kind of like the 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 tagline of the game is like rejects will rise, which is oh, I like like that. you're all kind of rejects. Mm-hmm. There's like this big mutant ogren guy who's just like a very large man. Okay, um, they're like the Nurgles, right? That's like the enemy you're fighting. Or oh something? no no no, the ogren. Well, I actually I don't know what the ogren are. I think so. They're called like abhuman. Okay, so I think they're a lot just of like, abs, huh? Yeah yeah exactly. They're made of abs. Oh gosh, which I guess is true in a way because they're just very large. Ooh. Um, but yeah, they're so so there's like. The mutant guy... Okay, so this is the four playable classes. There's the mutant guy who called the Ogren, who's just like Shrek, except not green. Damn it. Basically, if that's how you want to imagine it. He just comes out of a poor body, <laughs> and he's like, all yeah, starts yeah. playing. Yeah, yeah, and then it, down, down, down. That's a down, super down. move. I don't yeah. know if they have super moves, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have a skill, and then he... Um, it's called Get Out of My Swamp. And he <laughs> yells really loud, and then he rushes forward, and then any um, fairy tale creatures within 30 yards of him are just immediately disintegrated. Oh, shit! That's but it never comes into play because there's no fairy tale creatures in the game, so it's kind of strange. Oh, damn, you're right. But he, has, he creates this AoE circle that, like, pushes things away from him. It's oh, no, like he, a defensive. Well, he, so his actual skill is he has a charge where he just charges and then knocks people down. Oh, Which okay. isn't quite... Well, I mean, it's probably cooler if you're not into Shrek. Yeah. Well, I mean, Shrek does do wrestling in the movie of Shrek 1, which now we're referencing Shrek oh, for some reason. he does. He really does. He yeah. Really does. And he spears a guy pretty hard. And I'm like, holy That's crap. That's pretty hardcore. Yeah. That's pretty hardcore. He hits him with some solid wrestling moves. And he just whoops those knights' ass. You know, Shrek, definitely more Warhammer adjacent than I originally thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, so one of the classes is the Ogren. He's the big guy. I'll, I'll explain this and then I'll stop because I don't think this is going anywhere okay, at this point. But, but um, so so there's the Ogren guy. He's like a big heavy weapons dude. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the Zealot uh, who is kind of just like... Yeah, yeah, they'll... they'll they're whips out his side blades. Oh, okay. That's not what I thought you would say after you said whips out, but I guess that's just my <laughs> mind. Yeah, so there's the Zealot who, who gets a lot of like the signature sort of like melee weapons from Warhammer. Like mm. they have like the giant chainsaw eviscerator sword. Oh, okay. Um, the thunder hammer. Um, I, I'm counting on my, this is more visual comedy. I was counting on my left hand, yeah, a number yeah. of classes, but then I started counting weapons. So this, and it got very confusing this count is just meaningless now. Um, so that's some more, yeah, great, I'll put some fingers some, up to okay, also yeah, make yeah. it very confusing. Some more great visual comedy. <laughs> so it's meaningless. 
so they're like kind of like a mobile melee class and they have a lot of cool you know classic warhammer weapons you have the psyker mm-hmm. who's also like a very sort of like representative of the warhammer franchise class where they they have like psychic powers by drawing on the warp which I learned from a great uh, Steam discussions forum thread. Probably the worst, the deepest depths of depravity. I know I've oh, talked a lot of shit about Reddit, but the Steam game discussion forums. Oh, God. Probably like the next level of hell below that. <laughs> it's just Reddit like extracted and condensed into like an espresso shot of depravity. Yes. It's like Reddit, except people have very bad takes, but unironically. Okay. So anyways, but but I learned that uh, the warp is kind of like this alternate dimension that <laughs> thank you for counting mm-hmm, alternate welcome. more visual comedy yeah i put up a three that you, that you won't understand <laughs> it's it's like an alternate dimension that is like created through the manifestation of people's thoughts so it's like that's why it's so psychically uh connected to humans oh, okay and what's really sick is when you do like hyperspace travel in the mm-hmm. warhammer universe you go through the warp Oh, geez, just um, running through some guy's house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically running through some demon's house. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck? Oh, are and you then doing the, here? the thing about the warp is that like there's a bunch of like chaos gods that live mm. there, and so so in the the intro sequence of Dark Tide, you kind of like you see this ship, and it goes into hyperspace, and then you you see scenes of like people's souls being like almost ripped from their bodies there's kind of like a blue silhouette oh shit okay and and that's because the gods in this chaos realm this warp realm are like trying to reap your souls oh while you're traveling like warp driving yeah yeah because like you're you're in the warp okay um so so there's like these anti-warp fields that are like installed in the ships that prevent that from happening okay, okay. but like you can like it shows in the cussing like you can still see like them trying to do it that's like such a sick lore concept for travel because it like it creates that danger and like why people can do it. That's so that's so dope. It I is. Love it. It's like this. It's because it's like not everybody is psychically inclined, but yeah. there is this sort of like underlining theme to the world where it's mm. like there is constant extreme peril. Jesus, that's kind of like a manifestation of human will. Mm. Um, but it has manifested these like crazy chaos gods that are basically like uh, like Lovecraftian. Oh shit, man! Um, I would love to dig into this some more, but oh, give me that fourth class. <laughs> uh, oh shit, yeah. Okay, so psychers they do psychic shit. Also, the warp exists, mm-hmm. and then the fourth class is uh, a shooter guy. Shooter he, guy. He, he shoots guns. He just shoots guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a Call of Duty yeah, yeah. character ripped out of nowhere. Exactly, exactly. Except uh, some of the guns are laser guns. Uh, soap, Ramirez, go defend Burger Town. <laughs> Did you say Soap? Yeah, because one of the characters in Call of Duty's name is Soap. Oh, okay. Yeah, Soak McTavish. For those of you playing Call of Duty, his name is actually Soap. Then oh, that's his call sign. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but then he uses his last name in his call sign. No, that like you really see his sense. name, and it's just like Soap is his like code name, and then oh, McTavish is, is his last name, name supposedly. Okay. So that's what it highlights. But you people just call him Soap. Like, sure, sure. Maybe it's like a cool I thing for like he like cleans. He's like a cleaner. He like removes people. Oh, yeah. okay. So he's like very okay. good at it. So he's, he's soap. the soap of the battlefield. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I think that's really fun. <laughs> it is really fun in the way that it's not cool at all. <laughs> okay, so coal we... sign detergent. <laughs> Clorox wipe. This is Agent Sponge. <laughs> this is Agent this, Dish Towel. This is Purell. <laughs> <laughs> Overwatch, Mr. Clean, get We're shower team. <laughs> oh my god, that could be a fun problem in the future. Okay, so we have the four classes, but what are you fighting? Like, what does the Inquisition pull you into, or Inquisitor pull you into fight? Uh, it's like the Chaos Faction. So, okay. so it, I mean, it's it's basically just zombies, I guess. Like, are they from the warp realm that you were discussing? I Okay, so that's the part where I have no fucking idea. Okay, fine. Um, but, but uh, the enemies... So, 
the interesting thing, and this is more just game details, but yeah. uh, the interesting thing about Darktide is uh, it's so it's essentially left for dead, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you're four people and you have guns and you have melee weapons and you have to fight zombies. Yeah. Um, but what's cool about Darktide is uh, sometimes the zombies have guns, mm-hmm. which is like, doesn't sound that interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> but um, what's really cool is uh, it adds like this very interesting dynamic where like, Based on your class composition, um, sometimes, like, ranged enemies can give you a lot of trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, it prevents you from being able to push up. Mm -hmm. And then uh, if you don't have someone to deal with those and, like, suppress them with your own gunfire or, Mm -hmm. you know, just pick them off from a distance, there's, like, some special ranged units that can give you a lot of trouble. Um, So there's this really interesting dynamic of, like, yeah, an ogren can cleave through, like, 400 little, like, weenie melee units. Mm -hmm. But if there's, like, three gunners shooting at him, then he will just die. Oh, okay. So, like... (laughs) Um, you know, like without the proper sort of like movement and like mm-hmm. suppression. Um, so yeah, so so it, it's it's basically these chaos sort of like corrupted Zombie. dudes. Okay. Yeah, like they're like chaos corrupted. I guess so. They're like crazy. Okay. Um, and then there's Just like some crazy. Yeah, there, there's like some actual sort of like monstrous units that are kind of like boss units, but mm-hmm. um, for the most part, it's just like um these kind of like super crazy. Uh, like little weenie dudes that'll like run up and try to hit you. So There's, is it like, gunners? Like, so is it like Left for Dead in the sense that like you're going through like a full like movie storyline where it's just like oh here's X Y and Z mission and then you like make your way to the generator and then the safe house and then you get on a boat and you leave kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's not as long as a Left for Dead mission or like you know full campaign well, it's in would beta, be right. Uh, well, like a single mission is basically like. Uh, it's. I mean, the maps are pretty big, so it's like comparable, right? Mm-hmm. Comparable to a to a full Left 4 Dead run through. I think. I don't think it's nearly as long because like Left 4 Dead is like there's like four parts, mm-hmm. and then like every part is a big map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Dark Side, it's kind of like uh, okay, here's your mission. You got to go down and you got to repair this uh, like water system because like they're flooding bad shit into it. Bad shit. Yep. Bad, bad shit. source. Bad shit. Worse than the shit that's supposed to go in because well, I mean, I think it's drinkable water, but it's like a sewer system. So oh. technically, if there's bad shit in the sewer, then we're supposed to be built to deal with that but it's like really bad shit because it's like chaos shit i took a chaos shit this morning (laughs) here's a chaos dump (laughs) on your resource planet (laughs) oh jeez. so like what if someone just like rolled down their window when they're next to you like yo i take a chaos shit on your ass (laughs) and you're like huh huh you just say some warhammer shit (laughs) oh man that's that's some vile shit goes to the warp realm jeez yeah Oh. Through the warp, I chaos shit on your ass. Just drops on him. Okay. It's just like a hole opens up, and it's like it's the poop soul's been ripped out. Oh my right. god! All right, we're done talking. About <laughs> we're done with some great visual comedy. Yeah. So, um, I guess one other thing I just want to know is like similar to Left 4 Dead, does it have like those like special mobs like tanks, spitters, etc.? Yeah. Um. So the one thing I want to touch on this game is that there's these dog enemies. Okay. That they're just these like crazy hounds. Uh-huh. Um. And and their thing is like. They'll kind of like run around and then jump at you, and then an enemy has to knock the dog off, or like you will you will just be stuck under the dog until you're dead. That's annoying. Um, and what's really I mean, that already sounds really annoying, right? But yeah. what's really annoying is they have like these like crazy fourth Hokage ninja powers where okay. they kind of just like they'll like spin around super fast and like dodge your shots and they'll like disappear into walls and shit. Oh geez. Um they yeah, they're pretty they're pretty tough to do and i don't think it's intended that's not a bug right or is that a bug it, it seems like a bug okay i hope it's a bug because if that's intended that's fucking insane i mean they'd be like chaos dogs and they, they, running through they the war chaos dogs they do yeah. be chaos dogs yeah okay okay so we got some cool ideas we got chaos dogs 
Warhammer stuff. It sounds like you're still a prisoner after escaping the prisonership. Right. It's like a different prisoner of war for somebody else. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of like, well, it's the same faction. Oh, okay. Um, like, you were you were prisoners of the Imperium, mm. uh, and then you just get broken out, and they're like, okay, you can fight for us now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, oh, you've proved yourself, you can fight for us now. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, we were gonna make you fight anyways, but now you can't. Well, it was more us. like, well, we were gonna kill you, we were gonna leave you to die. Oh. But now, instead of dying, you can fight, which, I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? Because, like, why would they just let you live on this ship yeah. for free? Yeah, exactly. Why would we maintain a prisoning system that feeds <laughs> yeah. the people? Why would we have a private prison system if not for free labor? Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. So we got some ideas here. Let's build a D&D one-shot adventures. Because neither of us are very in-depth in Warhammer 40k lore, Right. we'll just kind of grab ideas and inspiration from it, is how we'll say oh. it. Okay? Just to make it safe. But I do really like the warp concept. I don't know if we'll work it in. But let's try to build it maybe similar to how the game's set up, where it's just like this onslaught of waves and your character's trying to make through. Makes right. I feel like we should build like a big battle map somehow. But maybe that's hard. And visually, probably not great for a podcast medium. <laughs> Okay, but we can take the hook right off of it. It's like, oh, you're a bunch of prisoners, and you're busted out, or uh, your ship was attacked, and now, as prisoners of war, people are like, hey, we need help defending against a zombie apocalypse. Sure. All right, get your guns, or whips, or swords, or whatever fantasy setting you've decided. Right. We're going to go fight these zombies and save our world. Or, I, or, wait, no, they're not even trying to save the world. They're literally just trying to get a planet with resources. I, yeah, I, I think so. I, they're, I don't remember, I don't believe they ever really explained why they're there. Okay. So, which is actually kind of cool. Maybe it's super mm-hmm. lazy. I don't know. But, yeah. like, it's kind of cool that you're just like, oh, shit, I got broken out of prison, and now I gotta fight. And there's, like, this Inquisitor who is, like, the, basically second only to the Emperor in authority guy Jeez, here. okay. And I don't know what he wants us to do, but we're gonna go and run these missions mm-hmm. because... That's what we got to do. Or, yeah. we're, or we're dead, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool because it really reinforces the sense of like, you are absolute grunt fodder. Mm-hmm. You don't matter. You're not a cool space marine guy. You're just like some dude. And but like you, you got to fight for your life. And yeah. They, and that's what it does. And also like the whole I just want to talk about the soundtrack because the yeah, soundtrack is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, because like the soundtrack has this like there's like these great moments of like weird, tense sort of uh atmospheric music when you're like going into missions and then like once hordes come or like once a boss spawns then you get just like this deep sort of like pounding baseline and then the like, ogre shows music. up and starts playing yeah, and like, somebody <laughs> wants <laughs> okay great yeah no no so so yeah there's like the the whole game is like very thematically like you are just mm. this absolute fodder yeah like you don't matter and we can definitely impart that kind of feeling to this one shot by right right by like berating our players and being (laughs) like you are worthless yes i designed this whole campaign all you did was make a character oh my god i actually yeah not 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 just berating the players go off on them yeah but like let's say you created a bunch of you have the player characters create these like characters for this this game where they're prisoners they're going through and you can start off with an npc that literally just breaks them with your own personal problems yes maybe a little bit it's actually great because that is literally what the game does there's like you know you're sort of like mission handler Mm -hmm. right where it's like i need you to go scan this shit but like the the only people who are your handlers are like a sort of like corporal kind of guy Mm -hmm. or like woman who's like really mean to you oh god and then there's like uh this uh like they call like tech priests Mm -hmm. but they're sort of just like you know uh they're kind of like the engineers of the Warhammer world, except mm-hmm. that they're like priests because everything is very like sort of religious and like warpy. Oh, okay. Um, and then she kind of just like 
treats you like an idiot and like explains things in like extremely sort of like <laughs> she's like talks in like toddler language to you Super sometimes. Super condescending. Where it's, it's like, like yeah, like big spiky man wants this to make big spiky tanks later, yes. so you destroy it. Understand? And then it's like <laughs> oh okay, cool. Yeah. So so yeah. Yes, yeah, so will be very condescending to your players. Yes. No, that's. Uh, it might actually be a fun character design, and then maybe you can touch on it later. Since right. it sounds like this one shot to me is an intro to a longer campaign, like this is like maybe the first mission sure. they deal with. <clears throat> maybe it's great for teaching characters how to go through combat and whatnot. Mm. And then later on, maybe they kill the tech priest that's super annoying and plays rave music. Well, I kind of love her, but yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they're they're designed to be really lovable, right? Because like it's you're supposed to be playing with these people as your NPCs for like oh, right, yeah. hundreds of hours or whatever. No, but yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's good. Um, but you gotta it, kill the things you love, right? <laughs> yeah, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It's a movie. Is, quote. Is that a quote? <laughs> I feel like it's a movie quote for somewhere. Right. Um, no, but but yeah, as you were saying, like um, the game itself is also sort of like uh, you're kind of just like running a bunch of missions to kind of try and stabilize the situation on mm-hmm. this planet. Um, and so you're you're basically just like running a bunch of little skirmishes. Mm-hmm. So if that's how we're going to approach it from a so, D&D yeah. point of view, then it's going to very much be sort of like a slow burn of like, cool, you fought here. Now we have other troops kind of like, uh, uh, what's it called? Like clearing out this sector, mm-hmm. stabilizing it. And then now we can move on to like this sort of broad objective of yeah. like, you know, we've secured these resources here. Mm-hmm. Now we can push and, like, move these forces out of this key location, and then mm-hmm. this will be kind of our foothold on this planet or whatever. Mm, okay. um, so so it's, it's it's this very, like, macro level of, like, you're doing all these micro skirmishes, and mm-hmm. then someone else is kind of, like, looking at the risk board, oh, so okay. to speak, and, yeah. then, and then, like, moving the sort of pieces around. Okay, okay. So so it, it's definitely, I don't, like, if, if that's the approach you want to take, then it'll definitely kind of be, like, a, here's one session where you go down and you do this mission, and then you come back up to the ship. You you have your rest and respirate. What is it? Rest and relaxation. Oh, okay. Rest and respiration. Rest and respiration. You sometimes re- you just gotta breathe. I guess. You gotta breathe. Yeah. I mean, um, that's part of relaxation, right? Sometimes you just gotta breathe. Someone said that in a movie once. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Someone um, said something once. Yeah. After saying "kill what you love," sometimes yeah. you just gotta breathe. Sometimes you gotta breathe after you kill what you love. Right. Right. It's part of it. Okay. So, um, I think we can because do- they take your breath away. <laughs> Got him. Got me. Okay. So I think we should design a mission standpoint. So like, let's design the mission for them, and then maybe. I think at the end, we'll say, like, by completing this mission successfully, they unlock a resource point, and this would be what it means for something else in the other part of the world, which we'll touch on later, maybe. Sure, okay. So I assume it's just, like, three or four or five small battles that they go through, right? Like, is what happens during Warhammer? Or maybe uh, it's just, like, a run and gun the entire time? Yeah, you're talking about, like, one mission yeah, playthrough? Yeah, mission playthrough. Yeah, so so the, I, I'm realizing now that I was going to explain this, and then we tangented, and I never explained it. Damn it, Daniel! But, but the... <laughs> If you've been wondering for the past, I don't know, 20 minutes what a mission plays out like, it's basically you drop down and then there are basically like a few sub objectives where it might be like your final objective is to, you know, restart this uh, smelting system or like, Mm. uh, you know, purge this water system. And so like the encounter at the end is like you kind of hit some switches, you you purge some chaos. And then once the whole process finishes and you extract Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's kind of like that, except the poop has eyes ah! and tentacles and it's oh, it yellow, you. Okay. which I guess poop is sometimes, so mm. not that different from us, Very after true. all. Ah, poop is us. We are poop. poop. is us. Yeah. We, are, we are the poop. We poop are. is the children. <laughs> okay, so let's do the purging Wait, one. okay, no, I, I still haven't explained it. So, so, 
so that that's like the final objective and then on your way there you might have like a couple of other like uh similar sort of like holdout objectives where it's like activate this elevator and then fight off waves Mm -hmm. Uh, and then on the way there will just kind of be like there'll be lulls in combat where there's like not spawns and then once you get to a certain room then like they'll kind of throw some enemies at you Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like um maybe like you know a couple small encounters then you get to a big sort of like holdout style encounter and then the same thing a couple small encounters and then you get to the final holdout style encounter and then you extract okay okay so it's just a lot of fighting two different holdout encounters into a final like boss switch related fight and yeah. then you extract with a ship. Yeah, so so in terms of like how to translate that to D&D, it it might be interesting to kind of see what we can design to make it feel like a sort of um like a steady push through enemies rather than like here's the encounter, now you have a short rest. Now you have your next encounter and then a short rest and then your big encounter kind of thing yeah um but this might be one of the scenarios where you don't give them any long rest because they're probably going to be like running and gunning through like a lot of shit yeah so it would it would definitely have to be oh okay yeah so because i i assume the sort of timeline would be like um this would be like a day basically right mm-hmm. so in terms of like D uh like the the sort of player's handbook like this is what you should be doing in a day of adventure yes exactly yeah so it would be like you you might have like a couple of short rests but it's basically like here's your day's worth of resources mm-hmm. shout outs to resources yeah resources um, yeah, it's a resource management game this is all coming back good call yes back. i love I'm so good at improv yes um classic yeah so god damn it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So one mission would be like one day, basically. So, so you we would have to factor that into you know what we actually are putting into this. Yeah, for sure. I think like you won't have to do any heavy role play sessions. It's this is a very combat heavy type of one shot adventure where players are going fight to fight to fight. Yeah, and you can build them off of like because they're kind of like zombies with what you're saying. Yeah, we could use zombies as like the fodder enemy, and you can as a DM tip that I actually learned recently from one of my dm friends in my improv class Mm. he was like i ran the session with like a lot of combat and i pre-rolled all of the attacks and damage ahead of time and just like had him on a page for every because he had like 10 different monsters at a time and doing that right while you're running a game is really tough indeed especially like you have the roll do the math if it's all ready for you you're just like all right round one this is how much damage to round two then just mark them off yep and then you can kind of show them like hey this is I did oh, already. Right, right, like yeah. I'm not fucking with you. I just rolled this shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if they really don't trust you, you can record yourself rolling it, and then they can watch it, and that's their problem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, True. Yeah. yeah, you know, I I learned about that method from NADPOD. Actually, mm-hmm. that's what Brian Murphy does. Yep. Actually, he... that's where he learned it. From. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. So shout out to NADPOD. Actually, good podcast. Yeah. That you should listen to. Yeah. Great DM Murph, who has amazing encounter design. Now that I think about it, especially hmm. for like a theater of the mind setup. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. This is like off topic, but like he was, I was remember listening to one where they're in like, I think the nine hells and they're trying to save. The, Dude, uh, did we watch the same video? Maybe. We might have. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, sorry. I, I mean, I don't mean to like take the wind out of yourselves, but I also watched this video recently. Mm-hmm. It just like popped up in my feed where it's mm-hmm. like, Brian Murphy has the like best encounter design. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought up this encounter that was them in the nine hells, like fighting this thing where like people are trying to release two giant demons yes, during yes. the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is super smart, because, like, if you don't want them to just directly fight, like, a lich, because it's difficult, 
you make the environment more interesting and things that they have to deal with. Right, right. Which I'm like, oh, that's super genius. And it's a cool choice because you don't know what those big giant dudes are going to do once they're free. Like, they could just be more enemies. Yeah. And they, they, may not, they might not even help you. So it's kind of like a gamble, mm-hmm. and it feels good if it pays off. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's like it may have more lore implications from a longer form campaign, which they had. Yep. Um, But, yeah, it's like the basic idea of make the environment more interesting to make your combat more interesting. Indeed. And done on, like, an actual professional level versus what we say is like, oh, yeah, just <laughs> add traps and make cliffs and shit. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so pro DM tip, go watch that video about Brian Murphy. He's great. Sure. Um. But it's also, like, like Brennan Lee Mulligan does it a lot, too, and so does, like, Matt Mercer. So there's a reason they're good. Uh, All right. Well, okay, so back to this uh, one-shot adventure design. Yeah, okay, so so uh, before we go further and kind of, like, get into the nitty-gritty of, like, how we want to design all this, are we going to lock down and say, like, this is just a Warhammer game? Or do you want to kind of be, like, give it some leeway and be like, well, let's design it so, like, maybe it can just be re-rolled into fantasy yeah. or is it okay i, I want to leave it loose i mean realistically any one shot is pretty loose for people to make it modular and adaptable <laughs> right yes i'm doing right. this shelf pulling aspect which is not gonna show up on a visual i also medium. don't understand why oh like you're gonna take one shelf and put it in another location yeah, yeah, yeah take yeah. one shelf put it in another no that's a box all right sorry that's an out of the box reference it's a very old kid's show i'm sorry <laughs> Holy shit. The weirdest look. okay that's a deep cut for anyone who watched Out of the Box, please don't make it so it's, like, only me. It's crazy that you referenced a show that I hadn't even heard of, mm-hmm. right? Because usually it's like, oh, man, remember Arthur? And it's like, okay, maybe if you haven't seen Arthur, you've at least heard of it. Yeah. It's like, Out of the Box? I have no fucking idea what that is. Oh, my God. I love that show as a kid. It's like a very sing-songy, kids, like, PBS kids show. I okay, actually, okay. It might have been on Disney or Nicktoons or something. Oh, okay, because I watched PBS. Oh, really? Yeah. I was a very mainstream kid, I guess, is what we're getting from oh, this. this so, you like, basic, so you did watch Arthur. Basic child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Cyber Chase. I, I remember Cyber Chase. I remember Cyber Chase. Is this just a nostalgia trip right now? <laughs> it kind of is. Uh, well, and then, okay, so I also kind of want to get back to... Yeah, let's go back. ...what we were talking about um, when we were talking about Twitter. Yes. Because I, I kind of love the concept that, like... In some fucked up future, there is just like this social media platform that just became like a dumping ground for like oh. for like weird memes and like mm-hmm. a- like broken AI. Oh geez, and it kind of just like it spawned this like kind of warp esque entity oh. where it's just like this sea of like fragmented data and memes mm. and just like weird like bots that are used for like ddosing and like <laughs> and like weird sort of like astroturfing and stuff like that okay um and i kind of want to incorporate that and i don't know if it's like that should be the enemy because i kind of like just making elon musk the campaign of uh, the enemy of the enemy and it is it hang on let me get a clean cut who needs a who needs an elon musk with friends like these who needs an elon musk so no but i kind of like the concept of making elon musk the enemy in as many campaigns as i can okay and then we were talking about something else right uh the fact that he like took over twitter and then everyone was using elon musk as their name um and also like the fact that like oh yeah social media platform may burn but may rise from the ashes in the future right well i i thought we were talking about a third thing but i think that was just ham yeah just a lot of ham. ham okay I mean, enough we... about ham we'll make a ham <laughs> oh right and we were talking about literally uh fisting <laughs> yeah okay so let's not do that yeah let's not do that um but but yeah okay so we'll keep that in the back of our minds i guess mm. uh maybe we'll kind of it could be the setting for what we're later. building off of because i mean we can do a forgotten realms if 
like honestly the players and the dms that are listening which is just me probably because i'll be <laughs> editing it um, there might be like a couple of players yeah that's true most players um shout out you, to the players yeah but you guys will always take our adventures maybe the design and then put it into your own setting hopefully um if you want to use our setting design that's great but i think the cool setting of this world is that there is this like social media planet or like realm that exists right. um run by the overlord lawn tusk or something i actually i think that's maybe like a <laughs> Long- rick and morty just oh okay i see i yeah. see so if we're if we're doing a forgotten realm spin on it i i kind of like how uh so it's funny because this is kind of like an amalgamation of like the warp twitter and D, but it's mm-hmm. like it has this really nice parallel to like how warlock patrons kind of like you know like old gods kind of yeah. vie for power so it would be it would be cool if like it was the, like the sort of the sort of dark tide planet that you're at mm-hmm. the equivalent in this campaign would be like it is kind of a dumping ground for like uh human souls or human like ideas like yeah. just shitty human ideas right or yeah like but like something where it's kind of like the old gods it's either sort of like a dumping ground for like their leftovers mm-hmm. or they're kind of like or they are vying for power mm-hmm. within that planet though i guess like if, if literal gods are vying for power there then like if you're there then i don't really know i think maybe you're patrons of, of a certain mm-hmm. or maybe you're wait maybe you are servants of a certain patron yeah. uh, maybe it is a dumping ground realm like you're saying right like this realm is where gods leave all of their um vile ideas or thoughts because a lot yeah. of like well, the manifestations of like yeah, the zeal concept. of their servants or something yeah and their yeah. concepts that they use right uh very similar to twitter and <laughs> right maybe and at the center there is like probably something very valuable that all the gods are vying for that they didn't realize was there but was suddenly brought forth and that's where you come in you guys mm. are all tied to these gods or patrons or not or maybe you're just from the human realm and you're out searching for glory and this realm is overseen by an elon musk joke that you want to insert sure 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 yeah elon rust elon okay bust oh <laughs> elon sexy musk. lady yeah elon. sexy lady musk oh never mind that's his actual name yeah yeah <laughs> elon dust elon dust popular yeah. counter-strike map <laughs> classic <laughs> oh right it is okay um and this is overseen by his world and those who sort of stay in the realm too long maybe get morphed into like these zombie-like entities which have like a blue check mark on them yeah you really want to go yes, on that joke yes yes queen yes queens yeah and there's like maybe nft based enemies or I mean, if we're really going off on the twitter joke we can't but um the concept is like you're sent to this realm to retrieve the valuable resource and like make a stakehold either for your god, for your kingdom, for your wizard, tower, religion, whatever you want to set it as. And it's yeah. just like a very modular setting that you can just suddenly plop in a new realm for. Love that. Love yeah. that. Love when people just design like cool modular ideas that you can take for your own. Mm-hmm. And fill it in. Exactly. Without exactly. the sort of predetermined baggage of nar- <laughs> like proper narrative and characters <laughs> well the realm itself is just something that exists in any world yeah, right? yeah yeah and the setting essentially is like this place is actual crap um it's filled <laughs> right, with vile right, ideas right. and stuff uh chaos as you will chaos yeah but crap. okay cc so here's what it is please. it's gonna be uh <laughs> gray maple story reference gray maple story reference um yeah uh, if all of our listeners right now could just change the channel in solidarity and then change it back to keep listening to the podcast, please. Thank you, thank you. Please don't remember to do that. <laughs> please don't forget to do that step. Mm-hmm. But so, so I'm kind of thinking it's like, um, so, so yeah, it, it's basically like a dumping ground for like where. So because there's this sort of vague concept of like 
you know, like gods and patrons draw power from their followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like you can kind of flesh that out and be like, the way it happens is like through, you know, like belief and zealotry. Mm-hmm. And then where that kind of the, the residual like human emotion that that mm-hmm. creates is like discarded into this weird sort of like trash world universe it could be like the idea where people are like have such strong beliefs but then the concept of the beliefs maybe is twisted in a way where it's like oh we're trying to show off how powerful my beliefs and those original mm. thoughts are what populates this world just yeah just a lot of like impure thoughts basically. yeah 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 and then what i want to have it kind of culminate in is like there have there's just been like this very kind of like powerful emotional energy flying around in this mm. basically like empty barren like hellscape of a world um and then in the center it's kind of like centralized into like this extremely powerful mass that the gods are trying to harness or like you mm. know different factions are trying to harness and then what it is it's kind of, it's is it's kind of like the sort of like evil thoughts of people like resonating and creating this extremely powerful chamber of sorts oh okay so basically there's this an echo motion. chamber oh there's an echo shit. chamber in the center <laughs> of this hellscape oh god this twitter trash heap mm-hmm. um and people are trying to use that because it's it's extremely powerful and it can be used to kind of like take over uh like masses of people and then like gain yeah. as many followers as you want oh my god by sending out these echoes right sh- right okay i like that okay so the the key item that everyone's searching for at the end, the gods are vying for is this echo chamber which yep. i feel like maybe this particular one shot you just hear of it uh, in passing and maybe that's their goal but you right. don't you're that's not your goal your that's goal just is world to, building that's just world building for us but your players are trying to help their particular faction get to that echo chamber right 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 and assert like control over certain parts of the realm yeah and so I, i'm sure there's probably like outposts mm-hmm. kind of scattered around and it's like people are kind of vying for power until they can like take over the center mm-hmm. um so that's probably your sort of goal is like to push against these other enemy forces into the center yeah very risk like uh exactly. very mission based but for you like for the players that you're putting them through you're going through a few missions of like essentially like i don't want to say it's like a meat grind but because that's also a style of D gaming where like your players die very fast very often to jump sure, shit sure. but um the players are looking to make it to an end boss fight and then release. I like the valve one, the one where you're like you're doing the valve in the sewer and trying to release the chaos shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the the company that made Steam, and I was like, when did I bring that up? <laughs> no, yeah. we can talk about. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like from a design standpoint, the players are here. They're prisoners of war, maybe or whatever backstory you want to give them. I right. like the prisoner one; it's very simple. It's straight out of Warhammer, and they're tasked to go and secure a. Uh, sewer valve that may exist in this far realm filled with nonsensical tweets and shit posts shit posts there you go oh god that's so perfect <laughs> that's so perfect <laughs> so they have to fight their way up to the shit post right right well they need to yeah they need to flush this sort of uh i don't know what it maybe like some, some kind of battery or something but yeah. it's like flooded with shit posts yes exactly. yeah great okay um, and I think the enemies that you can include here uh, are like zombies. You can do like wolves or reef sharks, and you can even have them have like a grapple technique similar to the dogs from Warhammer that take you down. Right, right. And okay. then they can't get up. You can also you like from a game perspective, maybe you want to give them the uh, advantage, the ability to do like athletic or acrobatic saves to get out of the grapple. But a lot of the yes. dogs have takedown abilities. That is that is accurate to the game. You can dodge it, but it's just kind of finicky and lag plays a part. So oh, sometimes okay. you can't. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that would be great. If you want to include the lag aspect, you can just hit the table a few times. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Cam, let me do a live check. Boom. <laughs> oh, actually, you got a one. Sorry. <laughs> that's very funny. That sh- that's a great homebrew rule, honestly. <laughs> Just smack their, d- their yeah. dice right. That's actually extremely funny. Oh, man. Uh, okay, honestly, like, sort of serious, semi-serious. Like, mm-hmm. it would be really funny to, like, do a campaign where it's like, oh, you enter this, like, weird world and you you feel like kind of disoriented and like nothing is right and like what that means is every time people roll <laughs> you do a lag check <laughs> and you just shake the table god please incorporate that into this one shot it is actually part of the rules now you have to do lag checks if it was if it was like 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 if i was playing a dnd game and mm-hmm. it was it was just like maybe not a whole session and that would be too annoying but if it was kind of just like an hour or so of mm-hmm. like you exploring this weird place and it was just kind of like yeah you basically roll with disadvantage because you have lag checks mm-hmm. um, or advantage because the lag could help you. no yeah exactly um yeah that sounds really funny maybe like Feywild or something is yeah very Feywild style yeah cool it's i'm gonna yeah we should publish this yeah we, we created D&D a new one yeah it's well, our feedback what is the dnd beyond it's an optional rule called lag check where you just <laughs> right. smack their dice yeah yeah, like you don't do it, like you don't do it in any particular way. You're not re-rolling it. You just smack the table. Yeah, you just smack the table. It's fair for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's fair for everybody. Maybe, well, maybe it's not as fair for the people. Probably not as fair for the people who are sitting closer to you, and probably <laughs> more fair for the people sitting at the other end. Yeah, it depends on the table you have. Sure, like, sure, sure. If you have like a nice like wood mahogany table, it might not like lag yes, as hard. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Let's really deep dive into the mechanics of wood engineering. Yeah, the table meta right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In reality, this is just to get your players to invest in a better gaming table for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, your players start thinking about like, what kind of table can I buy for my DM that would give me the most statistical advantage on my rolls? <laughs> right okay but from a game, quick like design standpoint i don't know what other environmental effects warhammer has prior to the boss but you can set them up with like zombies to fight and some dogs you can even set them at level five just because i the monster i'm thinking for the end boss is going to be like an odiug because you're talking about like this trash eating eyeball poop thing right sure, sure. odiug is pretty much that in in a D aspect the cr5 okay and they have like a lot of tentacles they eat garbage and that's just what they do yeah, that is apt. That's apt? That okay. is apt. APT, baby. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, the main design encounter I want to work on is the finale and then maybe one design that's unique from just, here's a square room fight kind of thing. Right, right, right. You can have the dogs run through walls. That's fine, too, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, phase beasts. Yeah, phase beasts do exist. That's true. Let's point at each other. Yeah. We got an idea. Love okay. visual comedy. Yeah, but let's let's build like like taking the inspiration of Mr. Brian Murphy, the one and only god of Nadpod DMing. Sure, because he's god. the only. I think he's no. There's actually other DMs. I'm sorry. Oh, there have been. Yeah, yeah. DMily. DMily. Yeah. The Cartwright guy from Three Black Halflings. Oh, guested oh. Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah. Basically everybody except Jake. Yeah. Anyways, this is yeah Jake. What the fuck? This is us talking about a yeah. podcast, a different podcast. Yeah. Fucking, you sell your beard oil, but you can't DM? Come on. <laughs> All right, great. Great, NADPOD ref. Okay. Uh, yes, where were we? Uh, designing an encounter that is right. unique to this setting with more environmental effects to make it unique that the listeners can use. Okay, so one, there's there's a sequence in the game that I think might be interesting in D&D, which is uh, you are climbing up this uh, like utility tower, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's basically just a giant circular tower. Um and you need to activate, or you need to, like, remove uh, infestation from these, like, consoles. Okay. And then you can activate uh, the, like, sort of, you can activate basically a platform 
that will kind of bridge the gap to allow you to get to the other side and then like keep climbing the tower. Oh, okay, okay. So it's it's there's like a lot of verticality, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it would translate the best into D and D. I can think of a few ways, but I do like the idea of uh kind of like having a gap and then being like, okay, here's how you bridge it. But then, you know, obviously like players have abilities at their disposal that mm-hmm. they might be able to circumvent that or like, you know, get to the other side and, uh, you know, like help out their team by like taking out key enemies or something yeah. or, you know, like help their team over even mm-hmm. um, and like bypass the, the mechanic entirely. Yeah. Like just thinking about this right off the bat, like keep players with like fly spells or if they have like equipment that let them fly is an easy way to bypass this. Also, yep. if you're from a design aspect, both theater of the mind or from a battle map perspective, you can create three different levels that different players could be on to help defend. And maybe there's like mm. multiple entryways that they have to work with. So that adds to it. And then a lot of the enemies are probably fodder and weaker, like zombies and dogs and stuff. Or maybe the dogs can be buffed because they sound really OP. Yep. They can walk through walls. Right. Yeah. It's like, lag check. Oh, dog jumps out of the wall. It's <laughs> you. You're like, what? Lag check. Um, and that's how you funny. set up the design. And then you have to have someone try to purify the console. Maybe yes. it's rated with like dank memes or something in the way or <laughs> it's flooded with nfts and like got ddos and you have to like reprogram it either using like an arcana check uh maybe you have to use a religious check to purify or if you have like a spell your cleric you maybe cast enough healing on it and it frees the console hmm. oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, you yeah. have to hit a certain level of healing on it and that's could be one of the ways to do it i like this sort of like keep it sort of vague in terms of what the console actually does and just say like it's operated by magic and mm-hmm. then so it's like oh i'm a wizard i want to interface with it in some way like can i use a spell slot to yes. you know fix it or do this and that mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's cool just kind of like give a sort of layer of like hey if you're a mage then you can work with this tech yeah there's like three to four ways of doing it like you can even say like if you want to burn like a high level spell slot you can instantly purify it but depending on how much spell slots you roll use it can affect how quickly it gets rectified, or maybe how many rounds you have to deal with of combat, right. just to give them like more reason. And then as a DM, you're going to have to like roll with whatever your players have. Maybe they're all melee classes. Then you're like, the thing's broken. You got to kick it hard enough. Yeah. So so in in Dark Tide, what happens is like you you go up to this. I well, I guess it's not technically techni- they're not technically consoles, but I think that works better for our purposes. Mm-hmm. So you would run up to this console, and then like a sort of growth will come out. You have to like hit the growth until it oh, dies. Oh, literally what I was talking yeah, about exactly. with the fighters. So, so the, yeah, so basically it's just like, oh, you know, if you kind of like attack this kind of like living growth on it, then mm-hmm. you can you can remove it Oh, that in actually... order to get it working again. Yeah, that fits perfectly, yeah. yeah. So, and then maybe like as a mage, you can be like, oh, okay, well, I activate like the self-purging system with, mm-hmm. you know, like a high, like a fourth level spell slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, or as like a priest, you heal it out of the way. Exactly, like, yeah. We're going to cleanse you of your putrid thoughts. That would actually be a great... Not not even memeing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you have this look on your face when I say like, oh, actually, that is like, oh, he's expecting like a big meme. But um, it would it would actually be cool. It, this is a great way because if all of the enemy are technically undead, then yes. priests have a lot of ways to like, you can like use turn undead on it mm-hmm. and then like kind of make the growth disperse mm-hmm. or yeah. Uh, just no, no, so cool thematic stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So there's some ideas to make this particular encounter more interesting. Obviously, you as the DM will have to balance it for your party. But essentially, it's like every round, you'll probably add more zombies and dogs. You can even add in like zombie minotaur or zombie ogres to up the yep. the scaling and health pool. They're kind of just meat. They're like big, chunky meat enemies. Yep. But they're annoying and large and super fat. Yeah, also um, enemies that are basically in Dark Tide. So perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah, there you go. 
Um, and then you can also spice them up with like special legendary actions. You can make them do lag checks. <laughs> it sounds great. Right. Lag checks is great. You can have like one of the enemies that is really dangerous in Dark Tide are like snipers. Oh, okay. Um, and they kind of have like a telegraphed attack that if you don't dodge or like, you know, you don't notice in the heat of battle will mm-hmm. like absolutely fuck you up. Oh, okay. Um, so like that could be a great enemy to kind of like be like, oh, there's a sniper positioned here. If you notice it, like perception yeah. check it. Yeah. It's like far away from the towers. And then you guys have to like look for maybe like they hit like a they pass a percent maybe you have one character with high passive perception right right but then they have to make a response you just let them know like hey someone's marked one of your players you have to figure out who it is and where they are yeah and maybe like like, it could be kind of like you know every second every other turn Mm -hmm. he will he will do like a very powerful attack on one of the party members Mm -hmm. and if you don't like either like prepare for it or disrupt him in some way then you will take a bunch of damage but you can like you know dodge it yeah if you kind of like preempt it and do like a dodge action or something yeah um, or you can make like a deck save like if you're yeah, attacked, save based yeah. to maybe do like half like damage or something just ideas right, right. for you to play with yeah i think like a fair one would probably be like 25 damage-esque in that range yeah something chunky yeah, something chunky. chunky but won't just one shot you yeah yeah it might one shot like some of your wizards and stuff but uh, maybe not. I don't know. But like something around like 25 damage worth of dice. Maybe that's like, I want to say, what's the average on that? Uh, anyways, it's massive. Pre- that would be a pretty high dice roll for average 25. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 20, we'll just say 25 is the, the amount of damage they do as like a suggestion, but definitely adjust it for your players and yeah. what they are. And the levels, obviously. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. So that's one fun little encounter we've set up for you. And then the next one here would probably be the final encounter where the Odiug enemy is. It's CR5, it's pretty fat and chunky, Okay, but there'll probably be little spawn minions around as well. Sure. Like zombies, dogs, uh, orc minotaurs. We can even... Are there any spellcaster enemies in the game at all? Um, or something similar? Not ones that you sort of directly fight. Yeah, you don't really fight psychers. I mean, I can see you really easily throwing in any any sort of like spellcaster evil dark spellcaster kind of thing that'll just you know lay down certain AOE aoe's effect. that you have to dodge out Train of effects, yeah. yeah i'm thinking one of the ones i'm thinking of is from left for dead the big fat one that burps on you and then all the zombies yep. chase you sure i think that would be a great enemy to slot in and then oh actually that is a super interesting idea for D. and i'm kind of surprised i haven't like heard of someone using it to this point but yeah. like a monster that will just mark a player and be like, all the enemies are going to attack this player now unless mm-hmm. you do something about it. Yeah, they ignore everyone. They'll they'll take attacks of Artuni, but they're going to jump you. Right. And I think that's a really fun monster implement. And maybe you can use like a dexterity save to get out of the way. Or if you are marked, you have to do like a cleansing cantrip on yourself. Because I know there's a... Yeah, make it like a disease or something. Yeah, like a disease or something that you have to cure. Yeah. Yeah. You can just less less to restore that. Exactly. It doesn't do damage, but it just marks you, and that will do damage. And I yeah. think that's very cool. Uh, on top of that, this particular environment seems like it'll have like a lot of valves, right? Like oh, little, absolutely. Little clips that you have to open or hatches you have to unlock. Sure, sure. So there'll probably be three different ones, and I think depending on the level of difficulty, maybe it's like an athletic check that you want to pull it mm. open, then someone has to burn an action because now that... Again, your resources and your action economy. <laughs> oh. Gotta be careful. Wow, the games are so similar in that they use resources. <laughs> right? Isn't that crazy? All right. And each valve you unlock, oh, I wonder, do you think like once you unlock like a certain amount of valves, the, yeah. the boss enemy shows up? Or do you think the boss enemy just shows up and then you have to unlock all three valves? Oh, uh, what, what are you thinking in terms of, so what are the valves actually doing here? The valves is like how you like essentially complete your quests and release oh, the ship oh, posts. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, one thing that you were saying that kind of 
gave me inspiration was like just using just having doors Mm -hmm. um so maybe it's like a series of rooms or maybe it's like there's one central room and then like a couple of side rooms okay i like the idea of kind of being able to like kite around and like hold doors if you want oh i like that okay um so maybe maybe it's it's just kind of like a central room uh with like two rooms flanking it and then maybe like a hallway that connects all three like at the very front yeah okay so here so central room maybe there's like a primary terminal that operates some of the like machines maybe that's the final button you have to hit right final valve button i assume it would be like a similar thing to the the previous encounter where like you have to like have a certain number of actions on it Mm -hmm. in order to kind of like flush the whole system or like kind of kickstart it again Mm -hmm. so so it'll kind of be like a here's the central room that you're going to be fighting in but if like things get too hot then you might need to like leave to one of the side rooms and then like kind of yeah uh, thin out the herd a little bit and then like run back in yeah so maybe there's a central room there's like four like two rooms on the side with hallways too but right. those rooms also go to two other rooms uh in a square formation i'm doing this with my hands and you yeah guys can't right see, right but um maybe i'll draw it and put it on the description but the idea is that like there's four rooms surrounding the central room but you can only go to two or three of them and they have hallways connecting them yeah so you can keep kind of running around and kiting if you need to shutting down certain doors maybe that that active that ability is done through a physical action, like an athletic check, like you break a door down, right? Um, or as I break the desk, apparently, <laughs> or you can do it from the central terminal to give like someone who's staying in that center room more abilities, but also more danger because they're dealing with a lot more of the mobs and enemies like running around. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then we'll say the Odia, the boss enemy, probably shows up after like the first or second valve, depending on how. Uh, dangerous you want to make the setting in. yeah okay or i mean you could even just say like after a certain number of turns mm-hmm. which i it would probably be the same thing right because they're probably going to be using an action on the valve every time yeah yeah and we'll say like there's a central valve which is the cer- the one with the main terminal in the middle and that's like the last one they have a hit to activate the flushing mechanism to get all, all the crap yeah and then there'll probably be two other valves one to the north side room and one to the south side room that they have oh, to okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So now they have to split up and get things done if they want to, but it's more dangerous because there's enemies everywhere. Right, And there'll right. probably be, like, a couple enemies guarding it, but not, like, a lot. Yeah. And You could even do a sort of, like, if you have, like, good enough, I don't know, insight into mm-hmm. something that's going on in the room or, like, you know, just straight-up perception, you mm-hmm. will know that, like, oh, we only have roughly this number of turns before, like, something big shows up. So, mm-hmm. like, you can be like, oh, okay, knowing that, maybe we should split up now and then, like, get everything done yeah from like so we a, can brace ourselves or yeah for sure from a descriptive point of view maybe there's one like uh portion of the pipeline that's very large and it looks like something's denting its way out. oh sure sure, sure. How you describe that yeah so. yeah or like some kind of a weird sort of like very identifiable ooze is coming out of one of the walls or something yeah you yeah. smell something funny what's that smell <laughs> right i <laughs> smells like is that starcraft uh maybe is that Starcraft? A some lot of things movie, could be Starcraft. Some movie quote. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I feel like what's that smell is not a very defining movie quote. But good enough. Good enough. That's probably been said in multiple movies. Yeah, for sure. Anyways. People are curious about smells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and that's how you, how you could describe it. And then the Odia could be the final fight. Or I think another way if you're running out of time is that like by unlocking all three valves, they get their escape ship. Now they have to make it to the escape ship, which opens up like a separate hallway right. that you have to run down to get to the ship. To that get is away. also literally what happens in Dark Tide, so that's perfect. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So yeah. there you go. That's the idea of what we designed for this Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Very long title, one shot adventure featuring Elon Musk, the Hell Twitterverse. Yeah, the Hell Twitterverse realm that we've created. 
and I'm sure we'll come up for some. We'll come up with some clever name for a weird Twitter hell <laughs> after the podcast. I feel like Twitter then. hell is already pretty solidified. Yeah, that's pretty good. But I mean, it would. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're in this kind of like hell world and it like sort of sounds like twitter but it doesn't and so your uh, players are like wait what's going on ah yeah we'll, we'll come with a title we'll get that to you once we figure it out or um we won't. or we won't yeah we'll do something <laughs> tweet at us and remind us yeah please tweet us at one shot at a time with any other future prompts or just to remind us to do things you can also email us at one shot at a time cast at gmail.com it's all on our twitter you can see it there if twitter still exists by the time this podcast ends as always, I'm your DM, Daniel Locke. I have been Daniel Lee. Yep. We do ask that if you get the chance, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, wherever you listen. And if you can, word of mouth helps us out a lot. We don't pay any money to promote this podcast. I right. don't have that blue check mark. Absolutely not. Never. Never. Never going to get the blue check mark. Now that Elon owns it? Oh, never. hell no. Yeah. But maybe like Twitter or possibly Twitter in the future. Actually, mm-hmm. Where's this going? I don't know. Uh, it's something about Twitter. Anyways, a lot of people are leaving Twitter. <laughs> I might open a Tumblr soon, actually, because everyone's leaving hey, Twitter. that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Tumblr sounds like our zone, really. Really? Like, it sounds like where our target audience resides. Oh, yeah. Just like infinite scrolling panels, no porn allowed kind of thing. Yes. Well, now that you put it like that, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Richard. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, but that's our podcast. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday. Same time. I love porn. Oh, Jesus.